welcome to the sermon podcast feed of Liberty Church Collingswood, where we want to live, speak, and serve as the very presence of Jesus in Collingswood and surrounding boroughs, or wherever God has placed you. Find us at libertycollingswood.org. Part of our mission is preaching sermons, so here you go. Keep in mind that these messages are designed to bring the timeless message of Jesus to bear in specific contexts to specific people. The whole eternal word, changing worlds thing. Would you hear good news here? Bon appétit! Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 11. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For we, for as we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings, so through Christ we share abundantly in, the, in, the, in comfort too. If we, can, if we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which you have experienced when you patiently endured the same sufferings that we suffered. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in our comfort. For we do not want you to be unaware, brothers, of the affliction we experienced in Asia. For we were so utterly burdened beyond our strength that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death. But that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and and he will deliver us. On him, we have set our hope that he will deliver us again. You also must help us by prayer so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessing granted us through the prayers of many. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, just come before you today, Lord, and we, we pray, Lord, that as, as we... Lord, as we just read your scriptures, as we, as we uh, think about it and, and allow you to, uh, to work it into our hearts, God, we pray that you would uh, help us to understand, Spirit, that you would teach us in our hearts and in our minds, um, God, that you would change us to be, to be more like you, Lord, and that, that you would uh, allow us as a church to love and grow together and, and recognize our bond with each other and our uh, the love that uh, the love that you have given to us that, that you allow us to be comforted in our sufferings Lord I pray that you would uh, use this time greatly uh, uh, to, to again work in our hearts change us um, Lord uh, sanctify us to be more like you amen <clears throat> well I am really glad to, to meet you guys as, as uh, Eric had shared I'm, I'm Blake Smitley uh, I am an elder here um, uh, I know you guys were all coming for the gym jokes, uh, and I don't have any of them. Uh, he was going to give me some, but I was like, it, it wouldn't make sense for me to do gym jokes. Um, uh, so we will we'll, we'll definitely miss uh, Jim's humor in preaching, um, and, and I, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful to be able to share with you guys. Uh, I love you guys. There's, there's a couple things I, I, I love, and uh, um, you know, my family, but, but also the church. I, I love liberty. I love the church as a whole all around the world. I love God, uh, and I love his word. So I'm thankful to be able to share with you guys and, and spend some time with you guys um, looking into some of these scriptures. Um, 
so yeah, this is a little bit of a last minute pinch hit uh, for me, uh, but I'm really glad to, to have done this and, and we'll be praying for the anger household. Um, <coughs> so uh, I, I kind of go on, a, I, I'm going a little bit off of uh, what Eric shared last week, that he, he talked um, about uh, the church, the, ch- the, the body of Christ being like a body and that it works together in, in, in different ways. And uh, he even kind of at the end challenged us to, to get out and do to, to maybe get out of our comfort zone and, and and serve in different ways around the church and and, and with other you know serving other people in the church um, and I thought it was, a, it was a great sermon and, and uh, Paul is really Paul is really good at uh, using a lot of great illustrations of, of what the church is and and, and how the church uh, what it should look like and, and um, you know how it should reflect Jesus and, and and as a body is a great illustration that he gives um, and I wanted to continue on in this other way that Paul talks about the church. And, and, and this is in the letter to the, to the Corinthians. Um, uh, and, and kind of as, a, just as you guys can kind of see, um, sometimes things in life are just, they just, they, they don't really turn out the way we want them to. Uh, they don't look the way we want them to. Uh, and even, that's even life in the church too. Sometimes it, 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 sometimes it gets messy. Sometimes life is messy, and sometimes church life is messy. Um, it's not always happy and perfect the way we would like it to be. Um, and many of you guys may be even visiting, and some of you guys um, may be even asking, you know, kind of finding out who J- this Jesus is, and you're interested in uh, uh, just kind of seeing what the church is about. Why does the church celebrate Jesus? Why do they, why do they uh, listen to him? Why do they make him... Uh, uh, their God, the one that they that they worship and follow, um, and this might this is actually going to be a great opportunity to listen to uh, just some uh, um, some honest talk about about what the church is, and, and, and I'm going to share some some honest things about the church that it's not always that pretty, it's not always that great, um, but there is a there is the perfect one that the church does worship, and Jesus is the perfect one, and He does. Uh, provide for us, and he does, as we just read, provide comfort uh, for us, especially in our time of need, in our time of hurt. <coughs> some of uh, some of us may have uh, been to church in the past, and many of us may have even have hurts from church. Uh, many of us may have been hurt in church. Um, uh, many of us hold on to some great sadnesses that they've felt, uh, whether if they if they were growing up in the church or, or from things that they've seen the church do or, or heard of. Um, and even in the church, there's not one person in the church that, that has everything together. Uh, we are a group of people that God has brought together, but we're a group of people that have broken relationships. Um, there's sicknesses. We have broken hearts. Um, we've dealt with death of loved ones. Um, you won't find a single person here that has it together. Uh, and, and I, you know, that, that's coming from myself. Uh, I know Eric and Jim would say the same thing. Uh, I know uh, all of you would say it as well, that uh, we don't have it together. We're, we're not, we're not, we don't have it together. We, we struggle too. And the, the church is, that's why the church is here. God has given us each other so that we can turn to him. <coughs> so it's an important part of the church is to recognize sorrow and sadness and hurt and pain. Um, 
and through that, we're challenged to, uh, as, as Eric had shared earlier, we're, we're challenged to step out and serve. We're challenged to step out and serve each other uh, in a way that we're serving, serving Jesus. Um, so go to, to go back to our text, um, um, I have a couple points that I just want to point out to you. And, and, and the first one, we have to kind of look at a little bit of the background of, of the letter that Paul is writing to the Corinthians. Um, so Paul was writing to the to the Corinthians. This is, um, th- as you can tell, this is a uh, letter. Not, it says Second Corinthians, uh, but there's actually probably a couple, at least one, maybe a couple other letters that are in between that we don't have record of, and we don't know what it says. Um, but we do know from the first one, uh, the first Corinthians, the first letter he sent to them that uh, that the Corinthian church is a church that he had helped start uh, from from the beginning, uh, and and as Paul kind of went out and he, he um, went to other parts of the world. Uh, the Corinthian church went on and had other leaders, but they started to fall away from the things that, pe- that Paul had taught them, and they started to follow these other teachers that would come out of, uh, uh, come into their church. And, and um, so one of the things that, that, that this church did is they started to follow uh, teachers and preachers that were of high status. So it was people that were rich and people that had a lot of money and people that were super successful uh, and people that were uh, really ga- great at uh, speaking and, and, and just, you know, the, we all know people like that that we hear and we just go, ooh, that, I just like hearing those people and I, and I want to go after those people. Um, the Corinthian church kind of started to do that and they started to follow and fall into some, um, uh, some wrong ways of, of thinking and doing in the church. Um, and so Paul had to, that's the, the first letter he, write, he wrote back is saying, hey, we need to take care of these things. You need to, to get some of these, some, some things straight. You need to uh, fix some things in the church. Um, uh, a couple of things that have been going on is um, they had started to misuse communion, uh, communion of, of coming together and celebrating Jesus' uh, death and resurrection uh, by uh, eating the bread and, and wine together. They started to misuse it as in, uh, they would have little cliques, and uh, the, the richer group was kind of keeping stuff to themselves, and they were doing stuff on their own without including the rest of the church that they thought was poor, and, and, and they weren't bringing everybody together. Um, uh, sometimes they were using it and getting, getting drunk uh, on, on their communion. So there's, there's things going on like that. Uh, there was uh, many in the church that were uh, becoming involved in... Uh, uh, sinful sexual practices, and Paul needed to address some of those in, in, in his, his letter to the Corinthians as well. Um, and so, if, you know, they, they, they weren't, they, they kind of went away from Paul's teaching because they thought, well, Paul's kind of poor and he's, he doesn't have a home. He just kind of wanders around. He's not that, he wasn't, Paul wasn't super flashy uh, and a super great speaker uh, compared to some of these other guys. So they kind of got swayed by that. Um, and so, you know, you know, Paul heard that, and so I think it's important that we recognize that Paul was probably kind of heartbroken, feeling a little bit of you know, like he got stabbed in the back by uh, this uh, this church that he started. Um, so there's, a, there's that background to uh, these words that we read when he's when he's when he's talking. So so this this letter was after he they kind of made things right, and they said, okay, you know, we want to make things right. Uh, and so now they're they're being they're reconciling they're getting back together, um, and um, you know, so Paul is still has to have some of those feelings, but he's 
he's setting, he's, he's coming before them and, and, and blessing them and recognizing that, that even though they had some, some turmoil and they, they didn't get, you know, they weren't seeing eye to eye, uh, he was kind of hurting from them. There is still comfort in Jesus, and, and, and we'll look at that, um, that he sees that there. Um, you know, Paul sees this bond with the Corinthian church, even though they had that struggle. He sees this bond uh, because of Jesus, because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of his resurrection. Um, it draws them close together, even when they struggle, even when they were kind of not seeing eye to eye at the time. Um, and it brings to the point where, for Paul, reconciling with um, with the Corinthian church uh, was not just something that was possible, but it was necessary because of what Jesus did on the cross. That, that Jesus made them to share together in their in their suffering and in in, and in comfort. Um, and so I, I kind of wanted to warn us, warn us as Liberty Collingswood, warn us as the church as a whole. We're let, letting you guys know that people that, that uh, are kind of just, you know, trying to figure out what Jesus is all about, um, that, yes, the church at times is going to be messy. At times, it's, we're not always going to see eye to eye. Sometimes, um, uh, sometimes we're going to have personality conflicts. Um, sometimes we're going to have to deal with sin, both in, in my life and, and in, in, in others' lives in, in, in the church. Um, but for all of our differences, for all of those things, that we share this bond of Jesus that brings us closer than anything else, that brings us closer than anything that can separate us, Jesus brings us together. Um, and we share Jesus in that. Uh, in, in verses 5 through 7, we can, we can see this clearly that Paul sees this. And remember, Paul's writing this out of a little bit of heartache, right? It's hard to write to somebody that you have kind of this falling out with and, and, and to, to reconcile. But he's writing this to them and, 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 and God's love comes, comes out clear in it that this is the bond. For we share abundantly in Christ's sufferings so, through, so that through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. If we are afflicted, it is for your comfort and salvation. And if we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which, the ex- which you experience when you patiently endure the same suffering that we suffer. Our hope for you is unshaken, for we know that as you share in our suffering, you will share in our comfort. So I want to, you know, encourage you guys to 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 see your brothers and sisters that that, that we love so much in our church, and when, when there is conflict, when there is struggle, when there is broken relationships, that we can look at, the, at Christ and we can see that we share in this abundantness that. that Jesus suffered for us. Um, we, we read, uh, we sang earlier. Um, I wasn't planning, I didn't, didn't know what we were singing today uh, when I prepared this, but uh, the, in the wonderful cross, a couple words that um, see from his head, his hands, his feet, sorrow and love flow mingled down. Did e'er such love and sorrow meet or thorns compose so rich a crown? So when, when Jesus on the cross, like that, he, he, he dealt with the suffering. He he felt the pain and, and the hurt and the and the rejection, um, but he loved us so much that he went through that, and he, and he was willing to die and, and rise again. So, um, so yes, the, the 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 church is messy, but Jesus is perfect, and he loved us perfectly, so that we can 
find reconciliation and comfort um, with each other. The second uh, part that I wanted to share uh, from our scriptures um, that Paul mentions is that he has this, uh, about this affliction that he has in Asia. And uh, we don't know exactly what this, this affliction is. There's nowhere that says definitively what it is. But, but we know that Paul's gone through a lot. We know that he uh, at times was in prison. We know that he was beaten. We know that he, uh, um, that, that people were after him. Uh, we knew that, uh, you know, he was involved in these big mobs. You know, big mobs wanted to get him uh, out on the street. Like, like he was li- living in dangerous, dangerous times and, and uh, him preaching the gospel put him in danger often. Um, so we don't know exactly what it is. He could have been sick for a time. Um, he could have been you know, beat up and, 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 and left for dead. We, we don't know exactly what it is uh, in this letter. He doesn't explain to it to us. Um, but we do know that, that he really, you know, he was, he was really down, right? He, he talks about how, how, um, how down he was. Um, he says, Paul says this, uh, we were burdened beyond, uh, that they were burdened beyond their strength and that they despaired of life. They were just, they were just done with life itself. Uh, they were, they were so, you know, distraught and so, so down. And uh, Paul later on goes to say, we felt we had received a death sentence. So whatever this was, it was super serious. Like he, he just, he thought death was right, he was right on the edge of death. Um, um, and so I, I, as I was thinking about um, for, for us, especially for us as humans, for the past couple of years, uh, life has been really hard, right, for a lot of us. Um, life has been tough for us. Uh, we've, we've all dealt with the pandemic. Um, I think a lot of us have dealt with death around us, um, sicknesses, um, people losing jobs, um, broken relationships. Um, I imagine that, that, that a lot of us have experienced some or all of this. Um, and if not us specifically, some, probably somebody that we care for has, has dealt with some of these, these struggles. Um, and even in my own life, uh, these last couple of years, um, for people that have talked with me um, and spent time with me, like I, I really just, it's been some of the darkest times of my life. And, that, and that's, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, I'll openly declare that it's been a, a dark season in my life. Um, and it's been seemingly inescapable. There's no, nowhere that I can turn that that, that, that you know, that, that it can go away or that it disappears. Um, you know, even just, uh, you know, I, I was telling Claire, even just the other day, uh, I got a call that another, uh, somebody that I care for had, had recently passed away. Um, it just seems like, <laughs> you know, week after week, month after month, I, I, you know, I get bad news. I get, I, I, I see and hear bad things. And I, and I think uh, some of us all have, have felt that. But there has been one thing that, that through all these times, you know, Jesus has shown up. He's shown up as a as a light in in the, in the darkness in my life. Um, he's uh, you know calmed storms in my heart and in my mind that uh, you know I, I feel like are just you know raging all the time. And, and and he's shown up in a way to love me 
and to hold me um, uh, and, and to, to care for me. And, and Paul says this too. Paul also gets to the point where when he's feeling all this turmoil, all this, this, this sadness, this death sentence that he feels, he says this in verse 9. Indeed, we felt that we had received the sentence of death, but that was to make us rely not on ourselves, but on God who raises the dead. He delivered us from such a deadly peril, and, that, and he will deliver us. On him we will set our hope that he will deliver us again. You know, we're not left alone. You know, so, and even though we feel it, you know, there's plenty of times I felt like I'm alone. Um, but we're not left alone because Jesus shows up. Uh, God delivers. You know, when I feel that those things, I can turn to God, the one who can raise the dead. Um, so when we're at our lowest points, we have a God who has defeated death. We have a God who has delivered us uh, and who can, com- can comfort us in our sadness, and our struggles and our pain. And, and, and here's why, why the church is important. This is why Liberty College is important. This is why believers around the world uh, is important is that, that Jesus, uses, Jesus uses the church. Jesus uses our people uh, around us. Uh, Jesus uses brothers and sisters that pray for us. Uh, um, not just to bring us closer together, which is great. You know, I love being close to you guys. Um, but he does that to bring us close to him as well. Um, this brings us a better understanding of the comfort that we share together in Jesus. Uh, ver- uh, verse 11 says, You also must help us by prayer so that, me- so that many will give thanks on our behalf for the blessings granted us through the prayers of man. Um, you know, it's great to, to, uh, to pray for each other and to see God work and, and our brothers and sisters, and, and, and that's where we can see God is a comforter. God is the, that knows us in our struggles, um, and that's pretty awesome. So the last point I want to share with you guys um, is that this bond that we have together through Jesus' suffering and through the, his comfort, um, the, this, uh, this bond that he brings us, uh, it's like no other bond that there is, right? There's, we have lots of friendships. We have lots of, you know, neighbors, um, uh, we have uh, different relationships we have in the world. But none of these bonds come even close to the bond that Jesus has put us to bring us together. Um, you know, I used to think, you know, I, I, was a, I loved sports when I was growing up um, in high school and, and college. Like, I loved playing on, the, you know, the teams I was on. Like, those were like, I felt like at the time, like, these were the, the bonds, the closest bonds I would, I would ever have, right? Like, I would... I would do anything for my, like my basketball teammates, and, you know. I would do anything for my baseball teammates, right? Because I just I just love my time with them. We shared baseball together, you know. We shared basketball together. We spent you know way so much time together, uh, you know, learning the game and 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 spending time together. But something always happened every single year. The season ended, and we'd all go our different ways, right? And you know maybe we'd get back together the next year, but. You know, maybe not. Maybe I might never see them again. I don't know. Um, it always ended, <laughs> so, and that always disappointed me. I thought that was going to be forever. Um, uh, so, that, you know, those bonds, just, you know, even though as strong as I thought they were, they weren't, they weren't forever. Um, you know, even, your, even you know, the best friend you have, you're going to have bumpy times and, and, and rough times in your relationships. 
we're going to let each other down at times. Um, you know, I was thinking about work. Like, work for me was pretty cool. I had great bonds with my coworkers. Um, you know, we, we loved our, you know, I, I worked at a school. We loved our students. We worked so hard together. Um, but really, what bonded us together is we all got paid by our bosses, right? So when the boss stopped paying us, those bonds kind of disappeared pretty quick, <laughs> right? So, so there's, there's, a, there's a downfall of all the bonds that we can find in this world, of, of all of our friendships and our uh, relationships. There's bonds that, that disappoint us, that break us down, that, that are broken. Um, you know, even our families have cracks and, and struggles. But our bond with Jesus is different. That Jesus shows up in the midst of our messiness. He shows up when, when, when we're in those struggles, when we're in those darknesses. Um, uh, you know, Jesus himself has suffered so that he can unite us together with him. And he brings us together uh, so that we both can feel each other's sorrows and sadnesses uh, and pain, and that we can be comforted together by Jesus himself um, as God's sons and daughters. We're, we're, we're you know, we say we call each other brothers and sisters. It's because, you know, God Himself has taken us up and, and adopted us. Um, you know, I remember the first time I came to Liberty Collingswood. Um, I was fresh off of uh, some ministry um, hurts and pains, and uh, I was um, just really burned out and tired and frustrated and angry. Uh, and I spent like a, a you know, I, I loved, you know, I loved Jim and I loved you know, being at, at, at Liberty, and I loved all the things we were, we were doing, but I was like, I'm not jumping into any kind of anything. I was just kind of sitting back. I enjoy the music. I want to come and worship. Um, and I wasn't ready to jump into, like, home groups or anything. Um, but eventually I knew I needed it because I knew I was really broken, and I knew I needed um, people that loved me. And uh, so I still remember uh, sitting in, in somebody's, you know, somebody's basement with uh, – you know, three or four guys. I know one of them was Eric. And uh, I remember just kind of like to the point where I was like, I know I need to share my hurts and pains with these guys because, you know, they they love Jesus and they're going to be able to pray with me and point me to him. And so I just remember, you know, crying in the basement um, with these guys. And I'm not a, I don't really like crying a whole lot in front of people. <laughs> it's definitely something I don't like. Um, but it was beautiful to hear them pray for me and cry with me and uh, feel some of that sorrow and, and hurt with me and turn me to, to Jesus and to pray and comfort me in Jesus. Um, and so, you know, that, that was a really important part of my life in Liberty uh, and my life as a, as a believer um, to be comforted through, through Jesus by him using brothers and sisters, uh, his church. So kind of to wrap things up, um, I know we've talked a lot about hurts and sufferings and pains. There's, there's also a lot of joy, right? We get, we get to experience a lot of joy together as a church. Uh, and and um, even today as an example, um, you know, we're bonded together and, and uh, you know, we're going to get to um, uh, see uh, little Elijah get baptized. We're super excited about that. Um, and we get to celebrate, you know, with their family. Uh, that, that Elijah is, is, is now going to be uh, looked at and, and looked after and cared for in our church, uh, and we as a church we get to celebrate that, and we also get to um, uh, we get to uh, bond together in the fact that we're we're taking an oath that we're gonna you know uh, we're gonna f- 
follow Jesus and we're going to um, care for him, care for their family, help to teach him. Uh, Eric's going to talk a little bit more about that as, 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 he, uh, as he shares about, about baptism for Elijah. Um, but we get to celebrate great things too. So I don't want you to think that everything is like messy and broken at church because there's some awesome stuff that we get to celebrate too. Uh, there's a lot of joy that Jesus brings to us. Um, uh, even, but, and I want you to know that some of that comes in the midst of our suffering. Um, you know, I think it's important for us to, to be understanding that the, um, of what, what the church is and, and, and that it's not all, you know, it's not all beautiful and, and uh, you know, pretty pink bows all over the place. Sometimes we, we really do struggle, uh, but Jesus has brought us together. His perfectness has brought us together and we share that bond with him. Um, I want to share, if, if, if you've been hurt at church, if you've been struggling with relationships, um, you know, we un- I and, and, and we understand as a church, and we want you to know that, that we want to pray for you and love, love you. Please feel free to, you know, um, talk to some of us in the leadership or uh, others of us that, that you know loves Jesus. Um, we'd love to talk to you about that and, and, and be able to turn you over to Jesus who... Um, who has suffered and has uh, has felt that pain and can love you in that way. Um, and verse 5 kind of sums it up. For as we share abundantly in Christ's suffering, so through Christ we share abundantly in comfort too. Uh, so I'm excited to be able to share in, in, in the comfort that Jesus provides us and we get to do that together as, as brothers and sisters. I wanted to uh, finish with a qu- with a quote from a, um, uh, a singer uh, that I like to listen to, Andrew Peterson. A song that he has is called "Always Good," um, and uh, just I just want to f- read these words to you guys, and you can kind of listen to them. But um, really like you know, how he talks about sorrow being a way that that God works in our lives, and I think that He works in our church that way too. Uh, it says, "You're always you're always good, always good." I'm sorry, I'm not singing this. Someone, somehow this sh- sorrow is shaping my heart like it should. And you're always good, always good. Uh, and later on he says that you're always good, always good. This heartache is moving me closer than joy ever could. And you're always good. My God, my God, be near me. There's nowhere else to go. And Lord, if you, can't, can, if you can hear me, please help your child to know that you're always good, always good. Hey, could that have been the best sermon ever? Eh, the odds are strongly not in its favor. Still, thanks for listening, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also check out our version of a preaching after party, the post-Sunday blues, a preaching post-mortem, on the same podcast feed, where you can go backstage with the sermon. Live, speak, and serve at you later.